Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I am glad that pastor is home. Amen. So good. I'm glad when he gets back safely and all those sorts of things. And I know God's using him. Amen. And uh, I know the devil would love to hinder that. And so it doesn't surprise me, the voice issues and that sort of thing. And so uh, let's just uh, continue to pray for Brother Riggin. Amen. Let's continue to pray for our pastor. Amen. As God is continuing to use him and uh, do a work in Africa and Olathe and all across this country. Amen. And so I'm glad he's back. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad to be here this morning. Amen. In the presence of God. And uh, hope you come expecting something from God. Amen. It's good. Amen. I believe God has gifts and blessings and things to, to give his people, his children. Amen. If we just come expecting. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles today, amen, I'm going to go to the word of the Lord. Amen. And uh, turn with me to, to Esther chapter 4. Amen. Praise God. Esther chapter 4. We'll start in verse number 13. Amen. Praise God. When you get it, just say amen. Praise God. Amen. Esther chapter 4, verse number 13 says, Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Amen. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. Praise God for such a time as this. Amen. Uh, you know, struggle with what the uh, title of this uh, message today. Amen. But it's centered around, amen, that thought. Amen. It's for such a time as this. So let's Let's just ask God to have his way this morning. Amen. Let's pray together and ask God to anoint this message. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, I pray you anoint us, Lord. Anoint my mouth. Anoint my heart. Anoint my soul. God, I need your help today. God, I need your help today, Lord. I need your anointing today. God, I pray you would anoint my mouth. Let me be a vessel used by you, God. Lord, to preach the word of God, to speak truth unto you. Lord, into this church, God. Help us, Lord. God, anoint the ears of the hearer and the heart, God, that we can receive the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise today? Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. In this story, many... Uh, I'm not going to uh, camp out here, as Brother Brandon said, Thursday night a long time. Uh, he said Thursday night, he said, I'm going to be here a long time tonight. And uh, so I don't want to do that to no one. But I do uh, want to talk about, amen, the reason why we're here, amen. Amen. Isn't that a question many people want to know? Why are we here? What do we do, amen? What is the purpose of my life? What's the purpose, amen, of my existence, Amen. And many people today, I, 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 you could just look in uh, the news and look in uh, the life of our youth today. Amen. More and more are we hearing about people just taking their lives, ending their lives. They're finding no purpose in their life. They're finding no uh, a real reason to live. Amen. And I'm telling you, we have all the reason in the world, amen, to live. Amen. I'm telling you, you have breath in your lungs. You have a purpose. You have a reason to be here. Amen. Uh, the devil's ultimate, amen, is if he can get you to believe you're insignificant and worthless in this life. Amen. You have beauty. You have things that you can bring into the kingdom of God. God has a reason for you. Amen. And I'm telling you, we can look at ourselves and we can look at our lives and, and, and think, Amen. And we're our own worst critic many times. We can look in the mirror. We can pick apart every flaw in our body. 
We can look at it and say, well, I'm too short or too tall or I'm too thin or I'm too uh, overweight or I'm this or I'm that. I'm not like that person. Amen. And uh, you know what? What we think of ourselves and how we perceive ourselves, amen, really uh, doesn't matter. Amen. Because it's really the opinion of God that matters. Amen. He said, the Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. I'm telling you, as pastor said, there is hope. Amen. I'm telling you, we have a hope in God. There is, a, there is a hope in serving God. There is a hope of salvation. Amen. As dark as the world gets, amen, we have a hope, amen, of salvation. Amen. A hope of heaven. Praise God. Amen. And we can be, we, but to get that hope of heaven, amen, we've got to serve the Lord here. Amen. We've got to live our lives here. Amen. On this earth. Amen. Serving God pleasing him. Amen. You, you can't get into his kingdom without serving him on this earth, in this flesh, in this body, living for God. You can't have a, a past experience only, amen, and get in to the kingdom of God. You've got to have a daily walk with God. Amen. That says there's a reason I'm here. There's a purpose for my life. I'm going to get up and I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen. How, uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on. We've got to have that mindset. Every day we wake up, there's a reason I'm breathing. There is a reason I'm here. There's a purpose for me. There's a purpose for my life. I'm not the, maybe I'm not the, the, the got the, the best job in the world. Maybe I don't have the best position in church or, or I teach Sunday school or I this or I that, but it doesn't matter. You matter and have a purpose in the kingdom of God. Amen. And I'm telling you, all the sum, summation of your life uh, very well may have brought you to this place, to this moment in time. Amen. You're here. You're alive. You weren't born 20 years. Uh, some of you weren't born 20 years ago. Some weren't born 100 or 200. You were born in this time. Time, in this life, in this circumstance, in this situation. Amen. It doesn't mean you've got to have a, a perfect past. It means you've got to have a willingness to serve God. Amen. Esther didn't have it all together. Her, she didn't have a mom and a dad. She didn't have young people listen to me. She didn't have to have a perfect uh, upbringing. Amen. Her uncle raised her. She didn't have, I'm sure, didn't have a whole lot in this world to brag about. Amen. But somehow or another, she found her way into the kingdom. Not just into the kingdom. Amen. But she became the queen. Amen. She had a purpose. There was a reason for her life. Amen. Oh, I don't, you know, my, I don't have uh, uh, this, everything about, you just don't understand me. You don't understand my background. You're right. You under, I, I do uh, not understand everything about everybody, but God does. Amen. God knows you. Amen. The devil, amen. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. Amen. He is your accuser. Everything, amen, that, that could, he could point out, he's not going to point out anything positive. Amen. When you think I've messed up, I've failed, I've fallen, that's coming, amen, from the devil. Amen. When the idea gets in there, I've fallen and I can't uh, get back into a place of redemption once again. Amen. That doesn't come from God. God says, hey, you've messed up. Correct yourself. Go and sin no more. Come back home. Get back into the house. Amen. Because there's a purpose for you. There's a reason today. Amen. We didn't wake up just to fill a spot on a pew. You have a reason. You're here today. Amen. I'm telling you, it's easy to fall into that trap that I'm just here to go and just be a part and just to sit and, and, and just to fill a spot on a pew. Amen. Think bigger than that. Think greater than that. Come on, somebody. You have a whole lot more to do for God. You can do a whole lot more for God. If you just realize who you are and realize why you're here. Amen. God called you out of darkness. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. So that you can see. Amen. So that you can be enlightened. Amen. And do something for the kingdom of God for such a time. For right now, for a purpose, you're here. Amen. If we all would have this understanding and idea that I have a reason when you woke up in the morning. Amen. If you ever have one of those Saturday mornings, you got nothing to do. I know it doesn't happen often. But have you ever woke up on that Saturday? What do you do? You just kind of lounge? I know I'd like to take the opportunity just to relax and kind of just sip some coffee and just enjoy. May I may get up and 
I don't know, read the news. And many times I think that's how we wake up in our daily walk with God. Just, I don't really have a lot to do today. Oh, we've got a lot to do. We've got a purpose. Amen. But if you have an eight o'clock appointment and an eight o'clock meeting, you get up, you get dressed, you shave. Amen. You get your clothes on. You get ready for work. You go do a work for whomever. Amen. If we apply ourselves, amen, to the kingdom of God, says, I've got a reason to get up. I've got a purpose to get up. Amen. What would we do in the kingdom of God? Amen. Who knows what else? did. She got up and she saved her family. She saved her loved ones just because she got a purpose in her life. Amen. Come on. You have a reason to get up. You have a reason to live today. Hallelujah. Apply this to, uh, this isn't just a, a place we go and hang out in a coffee shop. Amen. You wake up every single day a child of God called according to his purpose. There's a reason today that you are here. There's a reason today God has called you to this place. Amen. Mordecai couldn't save the world. Mordecai couldn't save his people. Amen. It wasn't another Jew that could. Amen. God had called a young lady. Amen. One young lady. Amen. Simply to be the queen. Amen. And to stand before the king and say, I'm not much. If I perish, I perish. But king, there's some bad things going to happen if I don't stand up and say something. Amen. If you don't stand up tomorrow morning, today, and say, God, if I don't do something, some things, bad things are going to happen to my family and to my friends, to the loved ones. Amen. You have a reason. Amen. Somebody needs you to call out their name. Somebody needs you to pray for them. Somebody needs you to stand in the gap. Amen. But as, as Esther went before the king, the Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace in the time of need. Amen. I'm telling you, we don't have to shy away from God. But if you'll wake up, you'll get a purpose in your heart and say, God, there's souls, there's people today. I'm gonna, I've got an appointment with the Lord. I've got a meeting with God today. I'm going to get up and I'm going to ask him to save somebody, to help me lead me to somebody, to reach a soul. I'm telling you, come on somebody. God has a purpose for you. God has a, a plan and a design for your life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. She was chosen. The king chose her. The king desired her. The king wanted her in his kingdom. The king chose her to be queen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this isn't about, well, I, I, I don't know if I want to be a Christian or not. I don't. It doesn't matter. God's already chosen you. Amen. God's already called you. God's already desired you. Amen. John 15 and 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Amen. God chose you. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm not good enough. Really? Huh. God thinks so. I can't do anything for God. Really? God thinks so. I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't witness or I can't reach out. I can't pray. I can't, man, I just can't pray like uh, Brother Weems does. Oh, really? God thinks so. I can't really affect my kingdom uh, uh, the, of God like I, I, you know, I just think that I, I should. Well, really? God thinks so. Amen. As you sit here this morning, amen, God thinks a whole lot more of you than you think of yourself. Uh, amen. God has a whole lot more planned for you than you realize if you just let him. Amen. And realize that, hey, if I just wake up and say, okay, God, I'm not qualified. I don't have the resume, but I'm showing up for duty. I'm here. God, use me. If you can use anything, God, use me. Hallelujah. Amen. All hands on deck. God's calling. Amen. It wasn't a fact that the harvest wasn't good enough. There wasn't enough harvest. There wasn't enough uh, crops in the field. He said, pray, pray, pray that there's send more labors into the field. We need more people. Amen. He didn't say, hey, I know it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. Let me see your resume and see if you can go out into the field and work and do something for it. I don't know if you can pick grain and heart. He said, no, you're doing nothing. Come to work. Get to work. I need some help. I need somebody because there's people. There's lost souls. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we're here. That's why you're called. That's why you're chosen. God said, I need somebody to come to work for me. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you. I don't care what situation we're in. 
I don't care what trial you're going through. What you go through and the situations of your life prepare you to do what God has designed you to do. If we could understand this. Amen. Oh, I... If I could just get my life together, if I could just sit this situation, uh, my, my family or my marriage or my money. Or, it, no, no. I'm telling you, if you're in this situation, say, God, in this situation, you show me what I need to learn. You prepare me for whatever you're calling me to do. I'll learn. Help me to learn the lesson. God, I will, I will be whatever you call me to be. And God, if I have to go through this to learn what you want me to be, God, I'm willing to do it. Amen. Many times we miss the lesson. Amen. Because we're so concerned. Amen. About the trial. Amen. We're, we're so concerned about the test. Amen. We're so concerned about what's happening. We're missing the point and the mark. Amen. Oh, God, how uh, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. You know what? You're going to get through this for a reason. You're going to come through with the testimony. You're going to come through. Amen. And be able to say, hey, I stood upon the word of God. I stood upon the foundation of God. Amen. I was faithful. Amen. And God was faithful with me. He kept me and protected me. Amen. Why? Why does God allow us? Because somebody else is going to be going through something and they're going to need somebody to come along amen and say you're going to get through this you're going to make this because I did I got through a storm and a trial amen you have a purpose somebody's going to need you somebody's going to desire you in their life come on church God has a reason for you to be here and it's not just for you hallelujah God wants somebody else to hear your story hallelujah Oh, praise God. First Peter chapter four. Amen. Verse number 12 and 13. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice. Amen. Rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also. Amen. With exceeding joy. Amen. Don't count it strange. Amen. Don't count it strange. Amen. I always think back to the time, amen, of our life when uh, early on in our, in our marriage, we just crossed over 16 wonderful, glorious years. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and, and so I look back in the early times of our life. I think I know. I'm sure I've probably mentioned this. I think I repeat my stories more than once. My wife says I do. I don't remember that. She says I repeat stories over and over. Don't stop me if you've heard this one. It's part of my message. But whenever we were early on, I'll, be, I'll, I'll end too short. I don't want you guys to leave before like noon. Praise God, but just kidding. But we were beginning in our life, in our marriage, and no one, no one really taught me how to manage my money, okay? No one taught me how to really do that. And... Uh, so therefore, I managed it about as well as you could imagine. I just didn't really. And take care of itself, right? And so ultimately, you, you, you begin to, down the road, you run into some problems when you don't do a very good job. Been there. And, uh, and so that's why today, this is really why today I'm, I'm really particular I guess about because I don't ever 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 want to get back into this place of my life ever again amen I literally sit amen in tears crying and saying and to my wife I said those credit cards are of Satan I that's just I'm telling you from my experience you can ask my wife amen I I, 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 and I mean that because we sat there in a in a place of just utter despair Amen. Utter despair because I didn't know how to manage my money, didn't know how to uh, budget, didn't know how all these basic things in my, my financial life. And so we ended up in a place, uh, letters saying, we're taking your house. I didn't know if I would come home with a door lock on my door. Come on. That's a real feeling. 
months and months of fear, <laughs> of unsurety, un not knowing what to do. And, and at the time, going to church, living my life, and this is my testimony this morning about this situation. You know, whenever you have phone calls and 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 tired of phone calls, tired of phone calls, but you keep getting them. And they go to look and, and, and they ask you, so what's this X dollar amount that you're giving towards your church? Let's, let's, let, what if we applied that for so long? This is a conversation. This, if we applied that for so long, uh, you'd, be, you'd be out of debt. And I, and I had to say, it was very tempting as a young, early young kid, very young. I didn't really mean to get into this too deep, but this morning, listen to me. There's a purpose for every situation you're in. Amen? There's a purpose for it. There's a reason. So in the midst of it, wherever you're at this morning, it may not be a money, it may be a marriage situation, it may be a child situation, it may be a health situation, but in the midst of that, I found myself and I realized there came, there's something clicked in my mind and in my heart and we talked and we prayed and said you know what regardless of what happens regardless of what they take regardless of what happens to us what's God's is God's and I'm just going to give it to God I'm going to leave it in his hands and and if they take the house I literally I, I just accepted the fact you know what I made the mistake I messed up if they take it, I'll learn the lesson. God, teach me. Show me. And so in the midst of it all, amen, months went by, and, and the pressure and the weight of this debt, if you will, because I had credit cards and all this ignorance in my life, and all this weight was upon my shoulders. I couldn't pray. I couldn't worship. I didn't want to go. I just struggled, but I was faithful, and I said, God, this is yours. And every, every time I got paid, I, wrote, I gave to the church. Amen. And so... The time came, they never took, thank God, they never did take our home from us. We ended up moving, and it's probably two or three years went by, this weight and this struggle and this stress. But we learned some things. We learned some things through this. I don't have credit cards like I used to. Uh, I've learned, you know what, no matter how bad it gets, I'm giving to God. No matter what situation, you know, I've learned to, yeah, and, and so whatever comes, don't ask me <laughs> what I think about money. Amen, I'm telling you, because I know the feeling of the weight of what it feels like whenever that's there. And the devil comes along and knocks on your door and says, hey, come on, you, don't, you can be out of this if you just stop paying <laughs> to the church. I'm talking to you today. If you just, I'm telling you, the devil will tell you and speak to you and I, I'm just talking from my heart at this time. But I was faithful. God taught us faithfulness in this, in our finances, in our money, in our, in our giving. I didn't make a lot of money, but we were faithful in what God had given us. And so what had been such a curse, what had been such a curse upon our life, I'm telling you, just... It was bologna and peanut butter. And then some days we got to switch up and we had peanut butter and bologna. For months and almost years, really. But there came a time when I was trying to find God's will in my life. Had to sell this house and we had held on to this such uh, so thought I was supposed to love this house. I hate this house, but been faithful to God. And so this was a tough time. Marcus housing market was starting to, starting to, uh, wasn't doing the, the greatest anyway. It was in Alaska. I was living in North Dakota. What are the odds I'm going to sell my house? I said, if God desires us to sell the house, he'll sell the house. I talked to a real estate agent. I don't even know if it was put on the market yet. She said, we have somebody willing to buy your house. And not only are they willing to buy your house, they want to pay you more to help cover the costs. And so she had originally, what I thought we were going to, it was a three, three plex, 
and all the other houses sold for X dollar amount. And I said, well, that's what we need to put. She said, well, let's add, really, let's add like $25,000 to that, and let's start there. They accepted that offer and paid me more than that. And I walked away from that situation. I paid off my car, paid off the house, paid off every debt I owed, paid off everything I had. And God ultimately brought us to Olathe, Kansas through this whole situation. So I'm telling you, in the midst of your storm and in the midst of your trial, even in the midst of I made some stupid, stupid decisions, getting serious with God and saying, God, teach me something through my faults. Teach me something. Help me to learn something through my failures. Though it may be a bad, I made the mistake. God, I'll be faithful to you. I made the, I made the financial mistake. God, I'm gonna, now I'm going to be faithful. I, I know you can do whatever, but I'm going to be faithful to you no matter what happens. Amen. And that's why Romans 8 and 28 means so much to me. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. We may mess up and may make mistakes. Amen. Whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's a, uh, no matter, it doesn't matter the circumstance. God, I'm in the midst of a trial. Teach me your ways. Show me how to get out of this. Don't try to claw your own way out of the, the bag. Fall upon Jesus. Fall upon the rock that is mightier than you are. Come on, God has a purpose for you. God has a plan. Maybe you're going through this so God can use you and God will use you. Don't despise, amen, this situation. Don't despise this trial. Amen. Embrace it and say, God, I need to learn something in it. Amen. So that I can do a work for you, God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's got a purpose for every one of us. Amen. Uh, Different times in my life, I can look back and say, I see God was shaping and molding me. God had to get that out of me. God had to work that out of me. Do we approach our trials that way? Do we approach our situations that way? Amen. If we're struggling, amen, in a certain area of our life, maybe that's indicative of our relationship with God. Amen. If we're struggling in our marriage, maybe somehow or another, amen, there's a struggle, an issue, amen, with our relationship with God. Maybe we need to line some things up with God and maybe some things in our marriage will line up. Just a thought. I've, I'm telling you today, amen, if, 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 uh, if Christ loved the church, his bride, amen, it's kind of tagged with what Brother Regan was saying. If Christ loved the church so much that he laid down his life for it, Amen. I'm telling you, that's how we ought to be and how we ought to love our spouse and, and treat her as a, the weaker vessel. Amen. As more precious as, as something that God cherishes the church. We ought to cherish and love our spouse. Amen. God, in whatever it is. So I'm just having problems. I'm having, well, God's trying to show you something in the struggle. God's trying to teach you something. Amen. That your reliance is upon him. Amen. Your reliance is upon God. You can't do anything to fix your own problem. You can't do anything. Amen. Or you're going to end up causing some big problems in your life. What you think you fixed in your life. Amen. The one problem you think you fixed in your life, you've just created a lifelong, amen, situation, amen, of hurt and pain. But if you let God, amen, take care of it, uh, amen, I'm telling you, amen, don't get impatient, Abraham. Don't get impatient and put things into your own uh, hands. And don't, don't try to think you're going to uh, take care of it on your own. Because you're going to ruin it for generation after generation after generation. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you, there is a reason for what you're going through. There is a purpose in your life. Amen. God has a calling upon each and every soul here today. Amen. Isn't that exciting? Amen. Isn't that, isn't that exciting? Amen. Uh, you know, you, you give a little kid in Sunday school and say, hey, you get to hold the offering pan. I've seen it. Them little kids, man, they think this is the coolest thing ever. They, you get to help put stickers or whatever it is. They get excited about it because they get to be a part. They get to do something. Amen. If we approach the kingdom of God as I'm nothing but God, however you want to use me, however I, I, I want to do it, all I can do is put stickers on the board, but God, I'll put stickers on there as long as I can do something for you. I've got an appointment with God. I've got a purpose with the Lord. Amen. I, I'm, I'm working my way to teaching Bible studies, and, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to get with Brother Brandon. I'm going to get with Pastor. and gonna, I, I'm going to get a Bible study. I'm going to 
I'm just going to read through them every day until I get comfortable. Come on, we can do something for God. We can do a purpose. We got a purpose in the kingdom of God. You have a purpose in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil is a liar in every aspect, in every way. Amen. Anything that would discourage you from serving God is a lie from the devil. Come on, God isn't wanting to discourage, is not going to discourage us away from him. Amen. He's going to encourage us to him. Hallelujah. He's going to draw us. Amen to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, you have, amen, a desire. Amen. If you have a desire, God can use you. Hallelujah. You let God do a work in your heart. God will use you. Amen. I'm telling you, if God has need of you, amen, amen, he'll prepare you. Amen, he'll prepare, he'll prepare. So let's, let's consider this story here today, Matthew chapter 21. Amen, Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 1, amen. I think most of us probably know this story, but let's read it. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem... And we're come to Bethphage, under the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if any man say aught unto thee, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh under thee meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. I'm telling you, God, this was a, this was a prophecy. Don't tell me God hadn't prepared this situation. And the, this situation, amen, there was a preparation being made, amen. This wasn't just a happenstance. This wasn't by accident, amen, that when Jesus sent uh, these individuals to go and, and and find these animals. It wasn't just. It was a. It was a donkey and the donkey's baby. It says go. Amen. But let me let's let's understand. Zechariah prophesied about this in Zechariah nine and verse nine. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem! He's saying you ought to be excited. He says get excited and rejoice. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Zechariah, it was prophesied and then began preparations. God was setting this situation up. Amen. God was establishing, amen, this uh, to come to fruition. Amen. There are things that are, God is wanting to do in your life. There are things that are, God would desire out of you. Amen. But there's got to be some triggers. We can't come to God. Amen. When God comes knocking on our door and say, oh, oh, I've got I've to get ready. No, no. When God said it's time to leave Egypt. He says, you get ready, you prepare, you, you put your kneading trough on your back, get your shoes on your feet. Amen. When it comes time to leave Egypt, you be ready. And whenever you flee, flee with all your might. Get out of there as fast as you can. Amen. Because I've, I've I got a feeling if you would, you've just been kind of saying, well, you know what? I, how long are we going to have to wait? How long are we going to have to endure this? Uh, the, I just, I'm going to sit back in my recliner here in my tent and, and just kind of hang out. Amen. When God came, amen, and said, get out, uh, amen, God was looking for somebody that was ready to go and somebody that was ready. But there had to be some preparations made, amen, before that time would come. Amen. Five wise, five foolish virgins. Five were prepared, five were not. Amen. I'm telling you, we got to get ready for what God wants to do with us. God, uh, help us today to prepare our hearts and to prepare our minds. Amen. Don't wait for the revivals to break out. We are right now got to make the preparations in our own heart, in our own soul, in our own mind. Amen. To get ready. Amen. So when God comes, we don't have to pray through. We don't have to make things right. We don't have to do. We're just ready. Oh, hallelujah. God's just, he's got a people prepared and ready to do something for him. Amen. Whenever we go to the store, we're just ready for somebody to say, hey, where do you go to church? Well, if I wouldn't have just huffed and puffed and cussed that worker out, I would probably tell you. 
Are we ready? Are we always ready? Are we prepared? Amen. When God wants to use us, are we prepared? Amen. Are we called? Amen. And say, God, here I am. This is the day that you have made. Prepare me for this day. Prepare me for this day. For you, for whatever you desire me to do. If it's just to put a sticker or hold an offering pan. Whatever it might be. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you. This story where Jesus says, go. Amen. He sent two disciples. Go to that village. You're going to find a donkey and a baby. Bring them. Amen. But we read the story where Jesus, he said he was sitting upon the colt. Amen. You know the bride, the, the church is considered the mother, right? We can talk that, we can go through it. On, the church is considered the mother of us all. We can, we can say that uh, our, our nourishment, the church helps to nurture, helps the, uh, to somebody that the newborn Christian babes that come out of the church helps to grow. That's what our job is as a church, if we didn't realize that. The purpose isn't to, to let, make them line up to something. The purpose is to love them and to, to bring them in and help them to grow, right? It's pastor's job to feed them. <laughs> Amen. It's not, my, it's not our job out here to feed nobody. Amen. It's his job. It's pastor's job. It's the church's job to nurture, to love. Amen. But you know, this offspring, amen, Jesus come riding in to the city on the offspring of the church, of the mother. And you know what? I got to looking at why, why you would tie. Uh, it was tied. It was, it was there. This, 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 uh, this colt was tied to its mother. Not when Jesus, not just in the journey, but when you found it. Amen. And a colt, a, a young uh, colt, they would tie. And as a early, early, within the first weeks of its life, would tie them to the mother. Because the mother could teach them a whole lot. Because a colt is, likes to kick and likes to bray and likes to, there's no control there. There's no, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to, they don't know how to, you, you, if you ever intend to get anything good, useful out of the colt, as a trainer, you tie the colt to the mama. Get as close as you can to the mama. Get as close as you can to learn how mama responds to the master. How does mama respond when the master says, don't kick? Mama, mama's not kicking. Okay, it's time to go eat. I'm telling you, we got to get as close. If you ever want to be used by God, you got to get yourself tied to the church. We got to get close to mama. Say, mom, oh, it's prayer time. Oh, it's time. Mama's, oh, it's fast time. Oh, it's, uh, it's time to, to, to go and knock some doors. Oh, it's, oh, mom, the church, oh, the, oh there's people that are hurting and they're and, and struggling in their life. And oh, the mama's going over there and saying, hey, we're going to pray with you. We love you. We're going to help you through this. Mama's not knocking them down. Mama, and mama's loving them. Mama's help. I, I want to be like mama. I'm telling you, I want to be like God wants me to be. But I'm telling you, the farther you get away from the church, the farther you get away, amen. This story that I was reading and, and listening to, it was a trainer. It says that if you don't get control, amen, you're going to get hurt and they're going to run away and you're never going to be able to get anything useful out of that colt. When it grows up, it'll be useless. You won't be able to ride it. You won't be able to use it for anything. But if you're in its early stages, get it tied close to mom. Get it tied close. Amen. You'll get control of it. It'll learn, amen, to, to follow mom's lead. and It'll learn to, 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 to obey and it'll learn to, to love and it'll learn to do the things that a colt is supposed to do. The Bible doesn't give the name of this man doesn't give a name it just says take this he jesus said go and get this donkey and it's cold just go get it but there was a man that that belonged to there was a man that that belonged to and that man's heart was ready god whatever you want for me 
Amen. Whatever, Master, you want in my life, whatever you desire out of me, amen. God, I just want to be ready. I just want to be ready. Amen. And so he goes and says, hey, what are you guys doing? Taking my donkey and my, eh, those, those are mine. And it says, hey, the Lord has need of these. Oh, that's my purpose. Take, take it. Take it, it's yours. If the master needs it, take it. Amen. There was a preparation being made. There's no name given. There's no uh, status in the community. There's nothing more than understanding that the owner of this donkey and his colt said, I'm willing just to let it all go. Take what I have. It's for the master. Use it. Take it. I don't care. It's his. I don't need it anymore. I'm just, I want to be used by God. Hallelujah. Come on. If we can understand, we've got a purpose for God. Amen. We'll let everything say, whatever God, my dream, whatever my ambitions, whatever I want to do, whatever, oh, this is what I want to do. We'll say, it doesn't matter, God. You can use it. Take it from me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Amen. We don't know much about his life. We don't know much about him. This wasn't a, uh, a king. Amen. They made a big announcement. I'm donating 400 mules to Jesus today. Take a look. Everybody see that I just gave the most mules to the king. We don't even know his name. We don't know anything else. We know one thing. He had a willingness to surrender unto God. That's really what God's looking for. He doesn't... When he, he, he saw, he saw the, 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 those that were giving an offering, he gave big bundles of wads of cash. And he, he took note of the one little lady. He said, I'm willing to give all. She said, I got to, I, I just, I want to do something for God, and this is what I can give. Here's my stickers. Here's, here's all I can do. Jesus says, this is better than anything I've seen. You need to be like this woman right here. Amen. There's a willingness. There's a purpose. I'm telling you, you have a purpose, but will you let God use you? Will you let God have control in your heart and your life? Amen. I'm telling you, I would rather be in God's hands. Amen. And him just have his way in my heart. Amen. And do what he desires me to do. Amen. I'm telling you, God's preparing us Amen. God's doing something great for us. Uh, amen. God's doing something great. He's got big plans. He's got big things in store for you. He's called us. He's called us out of darkness. He's got a purpose in your heart and your soul. Amen. When you wake up, he's got something for you to do. There's a reason for your life. There's a reason. Amen. With many people throwing away their lives for drugs and for alcohol and for all these other sorts of things. But God has a purpose and a plan. If, if we'll say, here I am, Lord, take me. You can use me. I'm willing, God, to lay down, tie ourselves unto the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Submit ourselves to God. Hallelujah. And say, God, I submit to you and to your will. Hallelujah. Amen. last story here I think praise God Let's kind of wrap this and tie the bow on this message today we'll go in the book of Luke chapter 5 read about the apostle Peter Simon Peter Luke 5 chapter, uh, chapter 5 and verse 1 Amen. and it came to pass that as the people Talking about Jesus early in his ministry, as Jesus is coming on the scene, as, he, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, or the Sea of Galilee, and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. But you know what Jesus saw? He saw an opportunity. He saw two ships Amen. They were empty. They were ready. They, 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 there was nothing in the way to stop him from getting on those ships. Amen. He saw an opportunity. And so he, he entered into one. Verse 3 says, he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the people out of the ship. He just sat and talked and taught those that were there. Along the edge of the bank, 
Amen. Now when he left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a draught. Now Simon the fisherman thought in his mind and said, Master, we've toiled all the night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. When they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help him. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. And Simon, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. And he was astonished, and, uh, for he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Amen. The apostle, or Simon Peter, and, and, and the men that were with him, they forsook everything. They left it all. Amen. Jesus called them. There was a purpose, and the purpose was, I uh, have a good foundation uh, in you. You know how to fish. You know how to, you, you know how to catch fish, but I'm changing your purpose and your calling. I, I want you, because I, I, I want you to become fishers of men. I'm going to use you, Peter. I'm going to do something great in your life, and I'm going to do something wonderful. Amen. And they forsook everything. They let it all go. They, let, they forsook their nets. They forsook their, their trade. Amen. And they followed Jesus with their whole heart and their whole soul, their mind, their strength, everything they had. Because they had fished all night. They had tried on their own. They were fishermen. They had done this many times, and they caught nothing. First of all, my thought is, do we fish with that kind of enthusiasm? Huh. They didn't catch fish at 10 o'clock, and they kept going till 11 o'clock. They didn't catch anything at 11 o'clock, they kept going till, till midnight. They kept it all the way up till the breaking of the day, until the point of, we caught nothing. This was a fruitless, God, I, I, I'm telling you, I went fishing in Alaska one time, and I didn't catch anything. It was cold and early halibut fish, and I was, me, I was just enjoying being out there. And, uh, but there's another guy that with me, he's like, you know what, I'm going to want to feed my family, you know. I'm trying to catch some fish here. They're trying to catch fish, but you know what? We've tried everything. We've tried every trick in the book. We've done everything we can do, amen, to catch fish. We can't catch any fish. Why can't we catch any fish? What's wrong with our fishing skills?